Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 263. Let's go ahead and jump right in, part one. So I want to give a little update to a prior mini-series that I did at the beginning of the year on Poshmark, and that's episodes 202 to 221, or you can head over to bemovingforward.com where you'll find the Poshmark episodes on one collection within the mini-series page. What's really cool is, and I've been tracking this, I mean, I've been working with my dad on the Poshmark uh, business for, I mean, for quite a while now. And even long after the mini-series concluded, I continued working on that, and I do to this day. So uh, I'd like to keep uh, those of you who are specifically following that mini-series up to date on new features. And one that they added, which I absolutely love that I wanted to share today, is the inventory report. So this was uh, a feature that they rolled out, I think, about a week or two ago. I got the email on it, and I tried it out, and it is absolutely fantastic. So basically, uh, to access this feature, you just go to the Account tab under My Seller Tools, and there's a uh, feature now for my inventory report. And what this will do is it'll generate a spreadsheet and email it to you, or you can download it of all of the inventory that you have up on Poshmark. So this will include the, the title of the listing as well as the categories. This is really fantastic, especially if you have a lot of inventory on Poshmark and you really want to do an assessment of it. One of the challenges that we have with Poshmark is really, I mean, this would be a challenge no matter what platform we're using, is inventory management. Because uh, we're not simply selling the clothes online uh, my dad also has a brick and mortar store, so he's selling these items uh, for sale, whether they get sold online or whether someone comes in the store and buys them. So inventory management is a challenge. So having a feature like this is really great. And one of the things that we've been doing over the past uh, couple of weeks is going through and making sure that our listings, the ones that we've had up for a while, that we still have those. We try to track those every day, but sometimes it can get hard to do that. And uh, we have a lot of ways that we do that. One of the ways that I do that is I check every day. I do a spot check, logging into uh, the CRM system for the store and cross-matching that to the uh, listings we have on Poshmark. And it's one of the reasons why I recommend that you use a tag for your listings, such as a style number or some sort of reference code, because Poshmark is a search engine and it's a, it makes it easier if you have a specific number or code to search for a very specific listing. And that can come in handy when you have several hundred or over a thousand listings. Even if you're just getting started and you only have maybe four or five listings, I think it's best to start early on using tag numbers like that or using reference numbers because if you decide to grow your business, inventory management is one of those things that you're really going to have to deal with as you're growing your inventory. Uh, overall, though, Poshmark has been fantastic. Uh, and again, if you want to learn more about it, just go back to that uh, mini series 202 to 221. Uh, I talked a lot about the different platforms we had tried ever since going back to to 2016 and then we've only been on Poshmark since May of 2018 and it's really become a significant part of our business such that we're focusing a lot more on the e-commerce part of the business and if you follow retail news I've gotten a lot more plugged into this world you know, the news and the headlines are all about how retail stores are closing. There's something called the retail. It's been labeled the retail apocalypse. And converting my dad's business to service more customers 
all over the United States through something like Poshmark has really helped him adapt his business while providing great customer service and great products to a customer base that exists far outside of the geographical region of the shop. So uh, I really, really, it's just been an enjoyable experience. Again, if you want to learn more about starting on Poshmark, all of the different things that we, we uh, faced uh, getting started on it, how to generate sales, how to market your items, all that good stuff. You can find the Poshmark episodes together within a collection at bemovingforward.com within the mini series menu. All right, part two, let's jump back into podcasting. So last week we talked about the exit strategy. Now we're going to proceed on to talking about content. What should your podcast be about? Let's go through the ideation process. Find a topic, and ideally it should be a topic that you really love talking about, but also that you have some expertise in. And what I recommend you do is just take out a, a whiteboard or a large sheet of paper and write out a list of all the different things that you're good at. What what are your great skill sets? And it may relate to what your job is. It may be outside of your job. It may be hobbies that you have. But also talk about what are your passions? What are you really excited to talk about? Is it the game? Is it Game of Thrones? Is it The Walking Dead? Is it a TV show? Is it a movie series? Is it uh, you know your hobby? Maybe you you knit, you crochet, or you go skiing, or you play basketball. What is? What are the things that you love to talk about? What are the things that you're good at? See if you can find a cross reference between the two and really try to narrow it down to that one topic that you could talk about for hours on end. In fact, think about when you go out with your significant other or you go out with friends or you talk with your kids. What are the things that you talk about on a regular basis? What are the topics that really engage you at the dinner table? Those can be great starting points for thinking about what you want to talk about on a podcast because that's really what it comes down to. What do you enjoy talking about? Once you narrow down a topic, Take out another sheet of paper where uh, start over on the whiteboard and iterate it out. Put it at the center, write out the topic and draw wagon wheel branches and really just spitball all the different aspects of that topic and try to really draw it out. Now, if you did last week's exercise and you have a finite number of episodes planned, Try to narrow down the, let's say you have 12 episodes planned or 20 episodes planned. Try to identify those topics ahead of time that fit within the, that, those uh, episodes and make it an arc, a beginning, middle, and end arc. So maybe if you're talking about, for instance, Game of Thrones, you'll, you'll start by talking about maybe season one or the books. And then by the end of the series, you'll be talking about the last season and the season finale. Uh, if it's knitting or playing basketball, it could be, uh, you know, talking about the rules and the fundamentals and then concluding with uh, with your experience with those uh, sports or those hobbies. Uh, start niching and be quirky because today the podcast landscape is so crowded. So standing out is a lot harder to do. I'm going to give you some advice. Don't just say I want to do a business interview podcast because there's so many of them out there now. When I started in 2015, it wasn't nearly as crowded, so it was easier to get traction. But today, the tools are so accessible and there's so much content out there. So the quirkier and the weirder you are, the better. So instead of, say, a business interview podcast, be very specific. For example, business podcasts about what people eat and drink during the day. So maybe tie it into health and diet. 
instead of saying, I just want to do a podcast on Game of Thrones, maybe a specific aspect like the costumes and makeup, really be specific, really be granular, because that's the way you're going to attract a specific audience. And that should be your goal. Speaking of goals, write out your goals for the podcast. Make sure you have at least several compelling ones. It could be building out a brand. But one of them should be that you're going to have fun with it. And that should be a big motivator for you. Learning a new skill, sharing your expertise. Make sure you have some really big ones. The one that I am very dubious about is making money. And we'll talk about this maybe on a future episode, but that should not be your your motivation for launching a podcast. Or if it is, it should be only one of uh, several. And I don't think it should be high up there because making money with a podcast is uh, is not easy to do. And there are a lot of challenges that come with that. It's okay to have it as a goal, but don't let that be your sole motivation. All right, your homework for this week is start the ideation process, narrow down your topic, be quirky and niche it down as granularly as possible and write out your big goals why you're doing this podcast the write-ups at bemovingforward.com all right part three how not to die alone by richard roper i give this four stars now the title sounds morbid uh but actually this was a really really fun book it's very light-hearted um it's a it's a novel set in london about a man who works as an inspector or assessor for people who have passed away and figures out do they have any relatives or next of kin he helps arrange for their funerals especially if they died without any family now i know that sounds very morbid but the book actually is very lighthearted. he meets a new person who works in his office and the two have some chemistry the only problem is the, the protagonist, Andrew, has lied about his life. He tells everyone that he's married with kids, but he's not. So find out what happens in the book. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.